Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, John Crevillian, and I am joined once again after a long hiatus for the holidays. I am joined by my co-hosts, Mary Carlton. How are you? Hey, I'm great, John. Good, good. How was Christmas? How was all that? It was good. Saw God working through the Uh, midst of the trauma. So (laughs) True, true. I feel that. Uh, My family did too, but way less seriously, mostly just watching the Packer game together up in Green Bay with that side of the family. Like there was a lot of prayer happening all at once, a lot of frantic appeals to the Lord. It was it was quite a sight. (laughs) <laughs> but it's always fun to hang out with the cousins and all of them. So, and we're also joined by Steve Freitag. How are you, Steve? How do we do this thing again? It's been a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to think about us having any trauma over Christmas and I can't think of any. Okay. Fair enough. Mine wasn't so much trauma as much as drama of like no. watching my cousins be like, please let, please let Aaron throw it and not intercept. <laughs> We're like, calm calm down, calm down. (laughs) First world issues, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Anyway, Christmas time is over. I love it every time it shows up, but I'm really glad to be back in the routine of things, you know, just have work again. I can never tell the time like between Christmas time and New Year's. I don't know what day it is. I'm eating at weird times. There's no sleep schedule. There's just, it's a free for all. It's like anarchy. So I'm glad to be back into the routine of things. For a lot of people, school's going to be starting up pretty soon. UWL at least starts pretty late in January for school to get back into it. And coincidentally enough, we also have school coming up, don't we? Yep. It's really exciting starting a new class tonight. Actually, yes. which when this podcast airs might not be tonight, but it's uh, starting this week. So it's great to have a new group of people that are excited about the ministry who want to <clears throat> learn, who want to be able to get before Jesus with their issues on their own, which is really our goal. And maybe a few in there that might be called to be facilitators like we are in helping people walk through their lie-based thinking and get some freedom. Yeah, I think I've learned to lay aside any expectations because there's some people that I thought, oh, maybe they'll really jump into this and and be facilitators and that never happens. Mm -hmm. And other people surprise you where you think, hmm, I don't know how much potential they have. And then they turn out to be just very gifted in being able to walk other people through uh, places of healing. So yeah, you just kind of try to keep your open hand there and and see what God does. You know what I love is people that are really passionate. You know, those people really inspire me. And not everyone is going to be, but the ones that are passionate, just about learning the principles and getting freedom, um, really inspire me because it really it's all about Jesus and the kingdom being established here through our lives, right? And mm-hmm. I remember... I was just talking to a friend last night who's also involved in the ministry. And and I said, I remember the first time I got free of something 
I was so excited. I wanted to come back and get more. I wanted to learn how they did that. I wanted to know how God, why God was doing things that way and how he was doing it. And, you know, I'm sure because I'm called to this, that passion was there. But no one had to tell me, hey, you really need to do this. Hey, have you had a session lately? Come on, you really need to do it. Hey, you really should... um, make sure you're diligent with that course that you're taking. No one had to push me, prod me, and even encourage me. I was hooked. After the first session, I was hooked. And I wanted more, and I wanted to learn more. So not everyone's like that. And a lot of people don't even know enough to be passionate about it. So there's students that come from all different um, experiences and backgrounds and, and level of interest. But those people really fire me up. The ones that are already really excited, they've had sessions. Everybody that's in the class has had at least one session. So they know at least to a small degree what we're what we're going to be teaching them about. So I love the passion. It's so funny that I'm going to half half throw water on that. Um, yeah. Because we, even when you started talking, I was I was thinking this morning about passion and uh passion without diligence you did you threw in diligence once there and i thought that was interesting because mm-hmm. that's the word that pops into my mind uh passionate passion without diligence doesn't do like so what you're passionate but does mm-hmm. that carry through to being diligent so i think those it two should. things work together they right? do so, so i would i would i would wait diligence over passion i think if you're diligent you probably have some passion but if you're pas- passionate you don't necessarily have diligence so really well, that's an interesting conversation we should have. Yeah. I would look at it the other way. If you're not passionate, after a mm. while, your enthusiasm is going to wane. But yes, if it's just excitement, mm-hmm. ooh, this is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah that's going to die out. Right. <laughs> as soon as you start hitting the hard stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So, but for me, passion is like genuine excitement that comes from inside about something. But anyway. Well, that's, that's a, a good yeah, point. I think, I think it, yeah, enthusiasm, I suppose. But yeah, what is real passion? But yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get caught up too much in a game of semantics. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, like, for those of us, or we've touched on that we have, like, school in the past. Have we ever really talked about, like, kind of the goal behind it as much? Like, it's not necessarily we're out here trying to equip everyone to become and do what we do necessarily it's cool if we can train people up that way but the main goal being teaching them the principles right right and Mm -hmm. i know steve has a take on this but but for me god is a god of increase and when you see jesus going and speaking and teaching and and discipling people, it was always increasing. And and so what we're really doing is bringing principles of how he can heal people and how we see people being set free from their lie-based thinking, which is really what he did when he preached and when he taught. So it should be increasing, and we should be willing to get those principles out there to any person who wants to listen. That's kind of the basic driving factor is is that people need to be set free and that we need to be good representatives of the Lord. And as long as we're believing wrong things about him and ourselves and we're we're living in negative emotions that are impacting people around us, it affects it affects our witness, right? 
So we want more people to understand how to get free of those things that impact their witness and impact, you know, their ability to live abundantly. Yeah, I was talking to this woman who came back for our second session and she was one of the first things out of her mouth was, I don't know how this works, but this works. Mm-hmm. One of the issues for her was just the relationship with her husband and, and she knew she was not treating him well. And after her first, first session, she just found herself treating him better. And in fact, he was mystified. It's like, why, why are you treating me so nice now? And it was just some of the stuff that she confronted just even in one session made a big impact on how she was responding without even thinking it was just part of her now. So if, if that's just a, a microcosm of what God wants to do in all of us, it's the difference mm-hmm. between trying to change and being changed. And yeah. when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in those places, it's amazing what happens, which doesn't mean that you just, well, if God's not doing anything, well, I'm just going to sit back and not engage. There is that partnership that we talk about so often. But, yeah. but the idea of being able to be very aware of those things that are being exposed in your life, and then instead of pointing the finger somewhere else to say, okay, I'm going to take a look at this to see what God wants to do in my heart. And the more that people take on that, if I could say discipline, the more they're able to then reach out to others and learn that this is what what God wants to do in all of us mm-hmm. is to transform us by the renewing of our mind. And it's not just, it's not an information transfer, it's transformation. I just heard that recently and I thought that was really cool. That's good. Ooh. We don't want people to have to come to cross council to get ministry forever. Right? Right. We we want people to come in, get ministry, get freedom, get excited about what what God's doing, begin to learn the principles so that they can on their own pray through stuff, ask the Lord to to bring truth to things that they're struggling with. You know, because there's no way everybody can come to cross council, right? <laughs> And so the way that we, one of the ways we do that, besides just teaching and discipling in a session, which we do a lot, and of course, our website, we try to put information out there to help people really grasp the principles so they can understand, wow, what just happened? How did that happen? How did I get free? We want them to understand that. But we also do the classes so that people can grasp the principles more solidly because really what we do and the melt process we use, it's kind of countercultural, right? Mm-hmm. And like we spend our whole life running away from pain and not looking at pain, not looking at painful memories through the melt process. We really focus in on the pain. Where is it coming from? And then ultimately, what are those wrong beliefs that are at the bottom of it? And so, yeah, it's not something you're normally just going to do in your life, right? Right. You know, unless you have a a good prayer life with the Lord where you're transparent, and some people do, and you open your heart and you really take the time to look and see what he's showing you, you're not likely to do it on your own or even know how to do it. So one of the reasons for the classes is just to give people a deeper understanding of that. 
So then on their own, they can get free of things and they can teach other people and they can pray with their kids and pray with their family, pray with their friends and help them get freedom as well. Hi, this is Jenny. I've had the pleasure of connecting with so many of you this past year. We are grateful that you are part of the growing number who are listening to this podcast. More people are open to mental health than ever, but are struggling to find genuine peace. Those who come to Cross Council and enter into the MELT process you hear us talk about find freedom from so many things, including depression and anxiety, and they are telling others. We are growing faster than ever, so I want to take a moment to ask for your help. We have never turned anyone down for their inability to pay for a session. Our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join the team. The healing that happens through transformational prayer is profound you will make a real difference. Please go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button. Your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. I was just going to say totally. And like, we've already seen that with the first level one course that we did, like some of the results from that, you know, some of the stories that some of those students were saying at the end of that class were really incredible. Just hearing about the transformation they've experienced in their own lives and how they're already applying that into their own situations, like their family situations or work Mm -hmm. relationships, that sort of thing. It's really been pretty wild. Some of the stuff those guys have said. It makes me think of um, storing up treasures in heaven instead of on earth. And who knows what's going to happen in 2023 with with this country, with this world. Mm -hmm. When I think of the Jim Elliott quote, a missionary from uh, the mid fifties who, mm-hmm. who was martyred, who was killed and like the greeting of these, uh, indigenous people in, in Ecuador. And so this quote is, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I love that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? That's yeah. great. What can we not lose? <laughs> it's kingdom things. Mm-hmm. We have our focus on kingdom things, wherever light goes, the darkness cannot overcome it. Mm -hmm. The more that we gain in our walk with Jesus, the more that we can then infiltrate the world Mm -hmm. with his light and invite people to connect more deeply with him and to expose areas of darkness, not only within our own hearts, but darkness that's in our world. Mm. You know, that's God's economy. It's not, okay, what's going to happen with the stock market? What's going to happen with our economy? What's going to happen with gas prices, food prices, right? All of that is out of our control to some extent. Mm-hmm. But our walk with Jesus is within our control. So thank you, Jim Elliott. <laughs> yeah, that's so good, Steve. And now more than ever, that's important, right? And I think about in Revelation, where it talks about the deception becoming so great in the end times, whatever those are. And wow, that makes so much more sense to me now that I understand that so much of the things that drive our behavior and our hate for other people and our hurtful behavior and our our prejudices and all that comes from lie-based thinking, wrong thinking, deception where somewhere in our life we've received things that just aren't true. 
and they're driving some negative emotions that are causing us to do things or to not do things, to be afraid to do things, afraid to have courage, whatever that lie-based thinking is producing. And it just seems to me like, and I'm not a pessimist at all, but it seems to me like every generation is dealing with a higher level of dysfunction, drama, trauma, negative emotions than the than the generation before. And so that makes sense to me that the deception is increasing. So how much more important is it that we're going to God and letting him clear out those things that have been put in us? Because he can and he does. And he, he resets us and redeems us back to where he wants us to be and where we should be. I think that part of the point of this podcast is to help people lean in toward that transformational thinking and with the class even more so because our, our natural bent is for our own safety, our own comfort. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not really high in God's agenda is oh, I, I died for <laughs> you so that you can be really comfortable. That's a, there's a difference between living an abundant life and being comfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. So, so the, the natural bent, and we'll probably talk to the class about this tonight, but just to share with people, just if, if it comes really easy to you, like a choice, <laughs> it might not be what's best for us. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to, to be lazy than it is to work hard. I can just, but there are other people that they are so driven because they're so afraid to fail mm-hmm. that, that they can't stop working. So well, what's that bent? What's that about? Because God wants to give us rest. I don't think mm-hmm. God, God doesn't want to give us laziness, but he wants to give us rest. And even yes. to define that, it's that peace in the middle of the storm. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. just run from the storm. And we really can't understand that when we have a wrong perception, wrong perspective. And I'm as you were talking, I was thinking about Things that I've done in my life that when I look back on it, I went, how on earth, God, did you do that through me? I would never have had an interest in that person or in that situation or in dying to myself the way I did. But when the moment came in front of me, something inside me compelled me to love. And I loved in a dangerous situation, you know, whatever it was. And and so without the lie-based thinking there, in that moment to stop me, the Lord was just able to do something. And it was so easy. That's the rest you're talking about. Even though it was a difficult, sweaty, awful, you know, hot and dangerous, <laughs> filled with disease and whatever situation, it was easy. It was easy. And and at least in my life, I was not able to do those kind of things before I started getting transformation. I just had too many lies in me that would pull me down, tapes playing in my head all the time that would have kept me from even seeing the need most of the time because I was focused on myself. And I know a lot of people can relate to that, but I wanted to talk more about the training. We're getting a lot better at it. (laughs) We're still, I'm still a bit of a perfectionist about the training. I want it to be as good as it can possibly be because I feel like the time is short, at least mine. Okay. But we've been training for 20 years. And some of those early classes produced people like Becky 
that's now a part of cross council. She's a facilitator. She's awesome. She's our operations director. You know, some of those early teachings that we had, they were so just when I look at them now, I think, how did anybody ever get it going through that training that we had? And yet they did. And someone in our class, Jill, who's going to be in our class tonight, she's had a lot of life things happen where she hasn't been involved in the ministry, but now she's back taking the class again. She was one of those early people. So God's really helping us as we grow and we learn and we get free of things. He's really helping us be more effective at the training and and to do it properly and to help people really get the principles. So it's exciting tonight for a new group to come and the, even the new improved training that we're doing this time around. I think part of the improvement too is how you call people to be, being responsible and doing homework and investing themselves. Mm-hmm. The people that I think really grew as facilitators in the training that we did here in Madison was because they took it on themselves. I never, I never assigned homework, but the people who mm-hmm. were both passionate and diligent, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Dwight and his wife Kim and Donna and this woman Kathy and some other people, they really just. They jumped in and and took it on themselves that I'm going to listen to the teachings. I'm going to listen to the trains. I'm going to get mm-hmm. sessions on a regular basis. And, and even people like Nancy Miller, who's now up in lacrosse, and she brought in Carol. Or Carol brought mm-hmm. Nancy in. And now Carol's up there in lacrosse doing what she's doing, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think with what you're bringing to the class, Mary, with the idea of the homework and to take time during the week to think about those things and go over the teaching is going to be mm-hmm. continue to grow and continue to improve. And I think it's just a benefit for what we're trying to put that put out there in the world for the sake of what God wants to do with it. Yes. And one of the things that we did and we're doing in this new class that we haven't done before is we're, we are in a sense, holding people responsible for learning the principles. So we're teaching them the best we can, giving them exercises and information. But then we're also saying, hey, here's a pro tip. If you're not getting it, go back and look at this. Go back and read this. Mm -hmm. You know, really, they will get it if they put the work into it. So the goals we've set for the class, I think, are pretty high goals. Um, But they can all achieve it. But it isn't all about us doing the class. It's also about them having a desire to really learn and press in. And I think they do. And and that's why I'm excited about this group that's going through. So past this, the class we have tonight is our, what we call our level one. It's a basic, basic training just to explore the MELT principles more so that people can learn to to pray about things on their own and they can learn the barriers that have been stopping them and they can learn how to let go of anger and those things that most of us deal with. But then after this course, we have a more in-depth, a 10-week class and it's it's for people who are considering praying with others. Now, we don't necessarily get people out of that class who will be facilitators, but it's people who are thinking, I might want to do that. I want more. And so it's more in depth with more experiential types of things, more ministries required. It's just another level of diving into the principles and really understanding God's heart for people and and his heart for them to be transparent with him. 
And then we have another class after that, which is much smaller, where we really invest in the individuals that are in that group for whatever reason. And some of them just want, they they maybe struggle with the principles and they still want to know more or whatever their reason is. It's just another deeper level of understanding. And then we have a group of people who are starting to pray with their friends and family. They are feeling called to the ministry. They are in a time in their life when they can invest the time to to sit with people, to pray with people. And that's a very small group of people. They're kind of the interns, if you will, people who are ministers were being coached to someday facilitate with others. And that's an ongoing group of people that we have that we've trained that are that are wanting to be better. And and that's really exciting too. So we have a lot going on. And not all of those classes are going on right now, but the goal is for all of those classes to be going on all the time. So we have a lot to do and a lot ahead of us. And it's really exciting that there are people who are jumping in and want to join in, in what God is doing in the earth through this. So if I could just think out loud here, Mary, we've talked in the past about putting forth the effort when we step into transformational prayer, that that does take effort, that does take the partnership, but the love of God is not something we earn with me so far. Yeah. So what I'm hoping for is for people to have credibility when they're doing this ministry with others, but I want that credibility to be earned. I think I look at Paul, and he begins a lot of his letters with Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, right? He he talks about his credibility, and it's not credibility because I've done this a long time, because you can do something very poorly for a long time, <laughs> or people who I've heard them say, oh, yeah, I've been doing transformational prayer. I've facilitated that for you know the past 10 years. Oh, how many sessions do you do a year? Uh, I guess I've done like eight over the past 10 years. I'm like, crazy (laughs) like that doesn't mean you've been new yes so the idea of earning credibility because i do actually do Mm -hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts a lot of people giving testimonies not related to transformational prayer but people just they tell stories and this thing happened and they're trying to earn credibility just because they talk about things Mm -hmm. I, i want the credibility to come from the fruit like you talk about Credibility comes from the fruit, not from the experience. Yes, we love mm-hmm. talking about the experiences that people have where they say, oh, uh, Jesus has his arms around me and I I feel his love, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But if that's not followed up by a changed life mm-hmm. or at least, at least some shift, okay, I'm not sure what that was. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that was absolutely authentic. Maybe that was absolutely genuine and the traumas run so deep that it's hard to... Uh, measure, for lack of a better term, what's really happening. But we just don't want to have experiences across council. We want people to have authentic experiences with the Spirit of Christ that produces fruit in their life. That's Mm -hmm. what gives the credibility and to be consistent over time to do that. Mm -hmm. That's what we would love to see in our facilitators. Not just I met with this person and they were really nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice is, that's essential. (laughs) we don't want to just create nice facilitators we want to uh, develop powerful 
mm-hmm. facilitators where the love of Jesus always wrapped in his truth is permeating those areas of, of brokenness and bringing healing. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty significant. That's how I look at it. So that's yeah. me just thinking out loud. Well, if it's not an authentic experience with Jesus, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and you can have experiences with him at lots of different levels. But one of the things that is really important to us is that people understand how to test whatever their experience with him was. How can they see if that's really produced a change in my heart? You know, we can teach people principles of how to pray this way. But I know from teaching classes that people will say, well, I heard from him and this is what he said when I was practicing on my own, but I don't really feel any different. That happens a lot because they don't understand the principle that you need to really feel in that memory. If you were just talking about the memory, you're not in the memory or the principle that you need to actually be in a memory, not just describing, yeah, when I was a kid, this happened, blah, blah, Jesus, what do you want me to know about it? So there are principles we teach that facilitate an actual encounter with the Lord that changes your heart. And and it's interesting to me that they're not commonly known, you know, but we're sticklers about that, that they actually have an authentic encounter because if you know why else would we spend our time doing what we're doing so in the training that's one of the things that we really hone in on is if you're not getting freedom and you're not seeing a shift inside what is happening and kind of being like a scientist and diagnosing that were you doing this were you doing that did you feel this were you distancing you know helping them see wow my brain my mind actually does that every time i pray no wonder i'm not hearing from god you know we help people understand what they're doing inside their heart that's preventing them from connecting with the lord because no one wants to waste time just having experiences right if you're not changed, then it's just a momentary experience. So that's one of the reasons the training's so important. And the fact that we've put in 20, 25 years in practicing and learning how this all works is a huge gift for people that we can offer them. Hey, this this is what it looks like. Well, I'm not doing that. Well, that's why you're stuck. You know, just that that benefit we offer. So that's woven through all of our classes. So, and even our orientations, we go to churches and we have an orientation and we try to impart those same things. It's more just to give them a drink and get them, you know, more thirsty (laughs) to know more. But (laughs) we do get out there and do that also to try to spread the word. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.